0: All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Now we're in a series called Be Prepared. Be Prepared. And as we continue to study the whole armor of God, we need to be reminded over and over again why we have this armor. Verse 12 in Ephesians chapter 6 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. Now, we're told that Christians are engaged in a battle with a powerful, relentless enemy. Does anybody not know who that is? It's the devil, right? Satan. A lot of times we want to hear things like, it's the enemy. Yeah, it's the enemy, but we need to identify him. So many times we want to just push it off to the sides. It is Satan. And it says in verse 11 that he employs wiles or or tricks, um, methods, schemes to undermine the children of God. But God's command to his people is that we stand against the attacks of the enemy. It's interesting that word stand is a military term, and it means to hold a critical position during the time of an enemy attack. And that's what Paul's talking about. We are at it, we being attacked. It's the image of a soldier refusing to yield even one inch to an attacking foe. It's not somebody on the offense, it's someone on the defense. Protecting the ground he's already won. What is that ground? Well, listen to what John says. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Paul said, But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God has given his people victory. Victory. And he's also given us some very precious possessions. His truth His word, His grace, His salvation, His blessing. He's given us our church. And the devil wants every bit of it. He wants it all. And he'll stop at nothing to take everything we have been given by God. So we've got to stand and hold on to the critical ground that we have been given by the Lord. And to do that, Paul says we need to put on the whole armor of God. Now we've already discussed the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. Let me give you just a quick review. The belt of truth refers to a life that's built upon the faithfulness to the word of God and the God of the word. The next piece was the breastplate of righteousness. And that Roman soldier would put that on because it would guard his chest, his lungs, his heart, all of his vital organs. And in the same way, our breastplate is righteousness. It refers to a powerful, the power of a holy life. A life lived according to the teachings of God in His Word. And folks, that's a powerful defense against the enemy. Because Satan wants a beachhead in our lives. If he can just get a crack, he can get in. And that's why Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, Give no place to the devil. Don't do it. You see, righteousness closes the door to the devil and helps protect us against his attacks. Now, today we're going to look at a couple more pieces. So, in verse 15, it says, Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You see, a Roman soldier wore leather boots to protect his feet and his ankles. They were essential for the Roman soldier so that he would be prepared to be in battle. They gave him stability to stand against the enemy. And likewise, we are in a battle. And we need to prepare for that battle. But it's not our own power that we're using. It's the promises of God. The truth that we are in his tender care. He's promised to stand for us. He's promised to defend us, to protect us, to keep us. And folks, that ought to give us confidence. If we're going to stand against the wiles of the devil, folks, we've got to be prepared. And one of the ways is when we have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now that word preparation means to be ready. You see, a soldier's boots allow him to be ready for whatever he's called to do. And the same readiness should mark we Christians. It really should. The child of God must always be ready to share the gospel. You heard me say this many, many times. We are to be actively engaged in the business of evangelism. Peter said, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy and always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that's in you. Yet do it gently and do it with respect. You see, when God saved us, He commanded us to tell others what He has done for us and what He can do for them. Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to everybody you come across. That's everybody. Nobody's left out. Now, I know I've mentioned this before, but we have a live stream. And we're in the midst of a live stream. Hi, those that are watching live streams. But it's a great way to get the gospel out. Now folks, if you have a Facebook account and you watch us or some of the things we say on uh, Emmitsburg Community Baptist Church, that's great. Share it with your friends. That's a way to get the gospel out, right? Also, we have emmitsburgcbcorg slash sermons. That's another way. That goes to our website. See, we're up to date. You know that? <laughs> live stream websites. We got all this good stuff. But that's a way to get the word of God out. And that's what we need to do. Let's get it out. You see, the very heart of the duty that we have to the lost is to go and tell. That's the great commission. Folks, the gospel of peace refers to the glorious news that we as Christians are at peace with God. Paul told the church in Colossae, and you... That were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works. Yet now hath brought us to himself in the body of his flesh through death. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. That's fantastic news, folks. We are righteous before the Lord. We've been made one with him and God loves us. He's forgiven us. He fights for us, and you should feel that it's well with your soul. When we have the peace of God in our heart, we are ready to stand against the en- any enemy that comes against us. Paul said to the church in Philippi, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. A couple of verses later, he said, the things that you that have learned and received and seen in me Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. You see, the redeemed child of God does not have to fear any enemy, even if that enemy is Satan himself. When we're attacked, we stand on the firm, unchanging gospel of peace. Peace of God to guard our hearts. The God of peace to guide us as we go through our journey. Folks, it's the same gospel that converted us from sinners to saints. It's the same gospel that changed us from an enemy into a loved one. We were outsiders. We were without Christ. Now we're the children of God. We were enemies. And now, according to Paul in Romans chapter 5, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have peace in your heart? Do you? Do you? It's marvelous news that He's our Heavenly Father. We have everything we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. The second piece of armor is found in verse 16. He says, in addition to this, that is, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the boots of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Shields were very important to a Roman soldier. And usually they were made of solid wood covered with metal or heavy oiled leather. And you could get your entire body behind one of these shields. They were huge. And Paul uses this illustration for the believer. But remember now, our shield is not a man-made shield. You know, there's some people that think the shield of faith is positive thinking. You know, if I just think the right thoughts, you know, it's everything's going to be cool. <laughs> How's that working out? Some some see the shield of faith as a leap in the dark. You know? Others see faith as blind force that can be used to make God do what we want Him to do. You know? I have faith to do that, so God, you've got to do it. Wow. Don't be that arrogant, okay? <laughs> Faith is not based on blind belief. It's based on a personal Savior and Lord. Faith's not positive thinking. It's personal trust in a person. And it's tied directly to the truth and the faithfulness of God. The faith Paul refers to here is a belief in Jesus that brings salvation, which leads to blessings and daily provision and strength for the journey. That's what our faith is. It's trusting the Lord that saves us and grounds us and strengthens us and calms us, grows us. In fact, we can't be saved apart from faith, can we? And now, what Paul said, for by grace you've been saved and through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works. Even our faith is given to us by God. Now, I may have told you this before, but I've pastored eight <coughs> churches to my county. And I've preached revivals in Romania and in India. And I've seen many people come to know the Lord and baptized a lot of people. But you know what? None of that qualifies me for heaven. Not one bit of it. It's not because of who I am. It's not because of who you are. Paul said, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We walked according to the world. The prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedient. We were by nature the children of wrath. That's who we were. So it's not because of who I am, it's because because of what Jesus did for me. Paul said, God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ Died for us. Amen. It's not because of what I've done. I love Isaiah 64, 6. But we all like an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf. And all of our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. It's not because of what we've done. It's because of who Jesus is. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, if we want to be called bigots for that, we are bigots then. Because Jesus is the only way. Amen. Our entire Christian life is built on the belief that God blesses those who believe. That's what the writer in Hebrew says. But without faith... It's impossible to please God. For they that come to God, first of all, must believe that He is. And secondly, that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Folks, we all live by some form of faith, don't we? You can nod your heads. Okay, yeah, we do. We cross bridges and believe they'll support us most of the time. (laughs) We go through tunnels, believe they won't collapse on us. (laughs) My bride is not a big fan of tunnels. We use electricity, we have cars, we have airplanes, and we believe they're safe. (laughs) Our faith in those things is because they have proven themselves over and over to be dependable, for the most part. Our faith is only as good as the object of our faith. It's what we have faith in, right? And the object of the faith of the Christian is Jesus Christ. He's the object of our faith. And when we have faith in the Lord Jesus, in our Heavenly Father, our faith is in someone who cannot fail. He can't fail. And that's why the faith of the Christian has power. Because the object of our faith is all-powerful. And nobody more powerful than Him. See, true Christian faith never fails because the object of our faith never fails. Our faith in Him is essential if we're going to succeed in our daily life. you got to believe Him. The shield of faith is necessary because it protects us from the enemy. And the shield of faith will enable us to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Folks, we are attacked every day by fiery darts. We are. The devil tempts us to be immoral, to hate, to envy, to get angry, to covet, to fear, to distrust, to doubt, to be filled with pride, and every other sin you can think of, the devil throws it at us. Those fiery darts of temptation can cause damage in our lives. James said, but each one of us is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and he's enticed. You see, but the shield of faith has the power to quench the fiery darts. It has that power. You see, Satan's trying to rob us of our faith so that we will doubt God's provision in our lives. But when he tempts us, remember this. In Hebrews it says, When Jesus had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Did you catch that phrase? He sat down down. He sat down. What amazing words. Folks, that can only mean one thing. The work he did for us was absolutely complete. Now the Old Testament priests never sat down when they were offering sacrifices. But again, the writer in Hebrew says we have been set apart for God through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. We are coming to a time now when we're going to remember the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord. Do you remember as he hung on the cross crying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the Heavenly Father accepting that punishment of our sins, executed on the sinless Son of God. And when that was complete, Jesus cried, Tetelestai, It is finished. It's complete. It's paid in full. I love this song. My sin. Oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin. Not in part but the whole. Was nailed to his cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. We are righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. It means he's given us all we need to be right with him. To be what we're supposed to be. To do what we've been called to do. So let me give you some encouragement here. When we begin to doubt his grace, or when we're tempted to justify ourselves, just say these words. You ready? It is finished. He sat down. Wow. Say it with me. It is finished. He sat down. Wow. We would stand for the Lord against the attacks of the wicked one. We've got to stand with the shield of faith. We've got to lift the word of God and create a solid wall that Satan cannot penetrate with his methods. The word of God, the truth of God, is what we must have to quench those fiery darts. Because the shield of faith is really what makes living the Christian life possible. Paul said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith and trust in the Lord. That's the shield that Satan can't penetrate. Taking the shield of faith means we're acting like God's telling the truth. Taking him at his word. Folks, it's not, the shield will not let us down because the shield fa- stands secure on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, are you rooted and grounded in the truth? Are you living a righteous life? Are you prepared to share the Word of God? Are you holding the shield of faith? You see, folks, when we put on the armor of God, we stand protected. So Paul's message is very clear. We need to be prepared. Be prepared. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that you've given us the armor of God. That you've given us the methods by which we can be successful in our Christian life. And Father, I pray that if there are those here that don't know you as Lord and Savior, today would be the day that they find you, accept you as their Savior. But for those of us who are Christians, Lord, we need to understand that Satan wants to mess our lives up. He wants us to be the kind of person that dishonors the Lord. And it is the whole armor of God that keeps us safe and secure and standing firm. So, Father, I just pray we would put on the whole armor of God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your love. And I pray that in everything we would give you the honor and the glory. For it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together we're going to sing, It is well with my soul. If God speaks to your heart today. You come as we sing.